Hey, and welcome to the 12 Stone Church Podcast. Thank you so much for taking time to be a part of today's message. We hope it inspires you, encourages you, and deepens your faith in Jesus. Enjoy the message. And welcome to the first gathering of 2021. Wow, what a year, right? We're walking out of 2020. We're going to talk about that a little bit, but but God's been kind in many ways, and I hope you had a wonderful thanking God for 2020 and the best parts of it all, and praying in the new year. That's what we do on our family gathering of New Year's Eve, and we celebrate some 220 to 250 people coming to Christ over the Christmas Eve services. That's right. Yay. Thank you, God. All of heaven celebrates with just one. And that's no trivial quick pass. It's just part of the great things that God does among us. We know hundreds of others of you are are wrestling down. What are you going to do with the offer of God through Jesus? It's the biggest decision of your life. Some 70,000 people joined with us in that worship, some seven, 8,000 in 12 Stone Live, and then the rest, 12 Stone Home, and all of that out of the midst of this COVID, and I set plans. What were my plans? Well, my plans are that we launch in on this January 3rd weekend, and, and that we're going to step back in to James chapter 1 a little bit. That's where we started this whole COVID lockdown conversation. We're going to talk about how do you walk out of 2020 with all of the impact of COVID? Let me kick that around a little bit. What lessons can you learn from 2020? And then the following weekend, the whole January 10th weekend, we're going to go, how do you walk into 2021? When you have delayed dreams, how do you, how do you, Gain perseverance. How does God help you with perseverance, endurance, and still go after the mountain? So that's where we plan to go. In other words, how do you walk into 2021? Everything isn't yet solved. And so when we're done with that, we're just going to go after 21 days of prayer. Literally, for the end of January, from the 11th through the 31st, together, 12 stone, we're going to do 21 days of prayer. It's going to be powerful. Decide right now, I'm all in for how God is going to form things in me and with me and through me and us together in 21 days of prayer. Now, I set all of that in play because I want to talk to you about how you set plans and then things mess up your plans. And that's pretty much 2020, right? And while I'm doing that, then our family has a little bit of change in plans. COVID hits inside our family, a family member, and, and then we're, we're not sure, but when that came through positive, that was just this morning today. Then it looks like Marsha, we're not sure yet. She'll get tested Monday, but she has uh, the, the COVID symptoms, so she might have it. Don't know. Didn't say she did. Doesn't say she does. I, I don't know. So now I'm probably exposed, and I got to do the little quarantine thing right now. And so literally, I'm about to talk to you about when plans get messed up, and I can't even successfully do that because my plan for doing that is messed up. That's why I'm teaching this on Saturday night at 8 o'clock in the evening in an empty auditorium instead of 12 Stone Live because, well, plans get messed up. But we're going to have a conversation anyway. We're going to talk about 2020 and what, are we, what can we learn 
See, we, we started this whole COVID conversation in the book of James chapter 1, and for good reason. And we're going to go right back to it. Let, let's remember where we were way back in the day. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations, greetings, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produce, produces perseverance. Get that? Your faith is being tested. It produces something. Now let perseverance finish, finish its work. So that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. Who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to him. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Now, James is the author. He's the younger brother of Jesus, half-brother of Jesus. We just celebrated Christmas. Jesus, born of the Virgin Mary, conceived by the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph and Mary, as we understand from Scripture, had several other children, one of them being James. And James in Galatians chapter 2 says, became a pillar of the church. Now, he didn't believe it first, but on the resurrection of Jesus, he became a, a follower of Christ and a pillar of the church. And so, so what we're going to do is have more of a devotion, if, if I can. Just today, a more thoughtful, devotional, reflective things in, in what we can draw from this COVID season of 2020. And, and, and maybe parallel just a little bit from this trials that we're supposed to, to learn from. That, that's really what we gain from James here. So let's go right back to it. Let, let's, let's go to where that scripture said, consider it pure joy. And we're supposed to be all excited about this. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. I, I, I think COVID fits in there. COVID of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces. And I want to stop there. James is telling us, the Holy Spirit is inspiring us to know that trials train your faith. That, that's, that's all I want you to see here. That, that, that there are things that God wants to form in you that can only be formed in the midst of trials. They're going to produce something. So you have to choose to learn. That, that's what we're doing today. We're, we're, we're launching 2021 with lessons we can learn from the trials of 2020. And we're not looking for just a list of lessons so we can make out a list and say, oh, I got my list of lessons from 2020. They're supposed to be learned. Meaning they're supposed to transform you. You haven't learned them because you can say them. You learn them because it changes the way you think. It changes the way you act. It, it reshapes you. Now, some of us were having a little bit of fun from some lessons of 2020, even Travis kicked in a little bit and a few others. Here, here's just a few of the more humorous lessons from 2020. Here, here we go. Don't wait until you're on your last roll of toilet paper to go buy new rolls. Just a little something to learn from 2020. Here's another one. Self-care is critical during quarantine, which includes eating ice cream straight from the tub at 9 a.m. Whatever works. Number three, teachers... Deserve to get paid $1 million a year. Isn't that true? Teachers deserve to get paid $1 million a year, and they should get a daily recess as well. Number four, all bad things eventually come to an end except elections in Georgia. Those last forever. 
Oh, have mercy. Number five, the only safe people to talk to are the people who already agree with you on everything. Just a little lesson from 2020. Here's the last one. Number six, the Mayan calendar predicted the end of the world in 2012. They were eight years early. All right, there you go. That's all we get. We only have time for six of those smiles, but let's get to the real lessons. Here's some real lessons that the trials of 2020 can teach us, can train us in our faith. I'll put them up here. Maybe you want to get your phone out and type them in. Maybe you want to jot them down wherever you are. Here's the first one. Faith leaks, so keep filling it. In fact, everybody, I don't care where you are. If you're one of the campuses live, if you're 12 stone home, wherever you are, I want you to read this with me. We'll just read them each one together so that we get them in our head, get them in our heart. God teach them to us, and then we can apply them this year. Number one, read it with me, everybody. What is it? Faith leaks, so keep filling it. When I was a kid growing up, I, I, I loved balloons, <laughs> and uh, particularly water balloons. We have water balloon fights, and, and I just thought balloons are just fun to play with, and I loved them for birthdays. And, and of course, you know how this works. <sighs> you, you blow up the balloon. Now, what always frustrated me as a kid is, I'd get these balloons for my birthday, and they'd get all tied up. And, and then if you give it a few days, eventually it just gets smaller and smaller, and it deflates. And I always wondered why, because it was tied really good. And How does the air leak out? It wasn't until science class growing up, getting a little more education, that you figure out all that molecular structure, the molecules and the pressure inside and the pressure outside, and, and the membrane is thin, and you can't see it. it, it your, your naked eye, you, you can't see, but air is actually being exchanged. It's just that more air is leaving than going in. And if you leave that like this, if I tie it off and lay it down in seven days, 10 days, 14 days, well, I, this thing will deflate down to the size it originally was. Balloons leak. That's all. And, and if you don't want it to leak, if you would just take it, and every day or so, if you would just stop and breathe back in and fill it up, well, it would always be this size. But balloons leak. And what you need to know about faith is faith leaks. That is to say that with time and pressure, and we all live life under pressure, particularly in seasons like, well, COVID 2020, well, faith leaks. A lot of times what leaks is whether or not we can trust the, trust the promises of God and whether or not we keep believing, like you can hear it and know that it's true and it can sit in your soul fresh like God just breathed something in you and you've experienced it and it's profound. A little more weight on your life, a little more pressure, another month of COVID, another week of COVID, another shift in your job, another challenge in your marriage, another uncertainty, another shift in your finances. That stuff leaks. See, if you don't know it leaks, you think something's wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with the balloon. It's normal. It's just that faith leaks. That's why all through scripture, God reinforces truths. I, I just want to give you an example of some of the things that over COVID, God would graciously breathe into me. Because when you lose the rhythms of weekly worship and gathering together and sometimes stumble in the course of 
of COVID, you, you lose this normal investment of breathing back in the air into the balloon and it deflates. Let me just show you things that God has repeated through scripture to Joshua who replaced Moses. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. You see, I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. To David, really in David's soul, the Holy Spirit spoke. As David would write, when hard things press, there he is under trial, under pressure. I cried to the Lord. He brought me into a spacious place. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. You see the, you see the power of the Holy Spirit breathing that back in. He, this, God says this repeatedly in Scripture. God to all mankind, referring to Christ's coming, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means what everybody, God with us. It goes on, Jesus to his disciples, I will not leave you as orphans in John 14. Or in Matthew 28, 20, I am with you always to the end of the age. Scripture goes on to the church. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to be? See, that's from Psalm 118. It's quoting, some people say, oh, that's Psalm 118. It's from the Old Testament. It is. As for Israel, it was. And, and, and now the New Testament is bringing it right back, and it's, it's for us. And sometimes I think the evil one whispers into our soul as faith leaks, something's wrong with you. When this is common for everyone, when you understand how it works, you just know it's a lot like a balloon. And you need to keep breathing in. That's... That's why it's so important what we do together in weekly worship. That's why you, you work to stay connected. That's why when we worship together and teach from God's word and review the truth. That's why when you sit in God's word and you pray and we jump into 21 days of prayer together. That's why all this accumulates. It's, it's the Holy Spirit breathing life back into your soul. Hey, maybe, maybe that's one of the lessons you just never thought about, but it's a lesson from 2020, and you learned it in a whole new way because you realized that your faith leaked unlike any other season. That's one of the lessons. Here's another lesson from 2020. No, nobody drifts uphill. So correct drifts, drift. Everybody, everybody say it with me. Read it with me. Uh, loud and proud, wherever you are, toss them home, toss them live. Here we go. Read it with me. Ready? Nobody drifts uphill. So correct drift. That's fairly obvious, but, but we need to say it. Because with all of the lockdowns and shutdowns of COVID, it messes with our dreams and it pushes us into, into habits that don't serve us well. And it causes us to drift on our dreams, and then pretty soon things get foggy, and we're not sure we see an end, and things are uncertain. And Well, when you drift, you never drift uphill. It's always downhill. Well, I know that. I, I know you know that. But it bears repeating because 2020 revealed that more dramatically. In other words, here's, here's what I mean. Nobody, nobody did the couch potato thing and got the Doritos and laid on the couch for four weeks watching 20 years of reruns from friends. And then at the end of four weeks, finally got up and said, wow, I'm just, I've lost weight. I'm, my muscles are toned. I, I have more energy. I'm, I'm as strong as I've ever been. I'm the most fit. No, no, that doesn't happen. You, nobody drifts uphill. But when you start drifting, it's always downhill. 
It's always the easiest direction. Nobody drifts uphill in their health. Nobody just drifts casually, easily uphill in their finances, in their spiritual life, in their marriage, in their moral life. That requires a climb. And maybe, maybe the only reason the Holy Spirit put that thought in my mind today is because for some of us, we need to correct drift. Where right now would the Spirit of God say, don't go beat yourself up any longer than you have, but correct drift. And we'll pick that up a little bit next week. Here we go. Third thought. Everyone gets frustrated, so own your own frustration. Everyone gets frustrated. Say it with me. Remember, we're reading these aloud. So you're joining me in this. All right, so just read it loud, proud. Here we go. Everyone gets frustrated, so own your own frustration. Oh, my. We all sort of get it. But COVID creates tons of relationship frustration. Don't we know that? We've all been walking through it. It does that in our home, in our marriage, in our family. It does it with our work, with our coworkers. It, it, it does it in our own church family. It just, it just, it does it with, with the culture, and you can turn on each other. Now, I'm a grandpa. I love it. These are my grandchildren. Well, these are two of them. My little Bree Lynn, but these are my two grandsons right now. This is little Myers, and and um, this is Braden, and. Little Myers and his delightful two-year-oldness, we, we were enjoying Christmas Eve together, and he opened his present from Grandma and Grandpa. It was, a, it was huge, biggest gift anybody got, just in physical size, and, and he, was just, he was overwhelmed, and it was awesome. And while he was playing with it, he noticed that his little uh, cousin, Bran, uh, Braden, had taken his bulldozer. And now he's playing with his huge, big toy, but, but he saw Braden had his little bulldozer. So he went over and just ripped it out of his hand. Mine, mine, mine. Cause, cause that's what two-year-olds do. We get it. He doesn't have a little brother yet, but it's coming. And, and so he got his little toy and of course hurt little Braden's heart and, and just, he starts crying. But, but Braden had another gift coming. So we just give Braden his next gift. And when he opens his gift, it's this massive, beautiful, amazing red fire truck. Well, when little Myers saw the fire truck, he put his toys down, and he wanted the fire truck. Well, of course he does. Of course, because you want whatever you don't have. Hey, now he wants the fire truck, and he can't get the fire truck. Now, now he thinks sharing's a great idea, but sharing's not happening, and it's not his. And you know what he mumbled under his breath as he walked away? It's not fair. It's not fair. That's so beautiful. Now, that's not just a two-year-old problem. That's a 20-year-old problem and a 40-year-old problem and a 60-year-old problem. And whatever age you are, that problem goes with you. Listen, because we all want other people to act better than we do. We want other people to share. We want other people to be kind. We want, we want things. We want patience from them. We want things from other people that, that we expect them to give, but it's easier to expect from them than it is to give to them. And COVID has a way of building frustration. And we all get frustrated. I don't know. Have you noticed how much more... How vulnerable you were to frustration and impatience over COVID with all the insecurity, uncertainty, and instability, and just all that's gone on with all of the implications and ramifications and ripple effect and wake of COVID. Just add the election and everything else. Oh, my gracious. Jaden, my 17-year-old senior in high school, he and I were headed out to the uh, outdoor shooting range. He... Uh, he loves sports shooting. He's very good at it. And, and his agenda this time was to get his, uh, his 6.5 Creedmoor 
And that just right there, just to help you, that is the size of the bullet. So I don't know if you can see a good picture, but that's the size of the bullet. And then this is a, an empty cartridge of it. And what he wanted to do is he wanted to, he wanted to get this thing zoned in, sighted in, so that he could shoot this bullet, a football field, 100 yards, and literally hit, well, this size cartridge, 100. I'm like, son, you're not going to do it. I was fairly confident he wouldn't pull it off. So, so, but we went. We we're going to have fun. So we're going to do our little sports shooting, got everything set up. But before we got out there, we had to get on our ears for ear protection. And he pulled everything out of the bag. And when he handed me mine, it was my broken pair. It, it, it was the pair that had already broke. I have two other pair. Why did you bring the broken pair? But see, something had been going on inside me. See, like I had been working the last couple of days, and I, and I really wasn't supposed to be. I had to follow up on some issues and some problems. And I, and I had to clean up some things. And then this COVID stuff was going on in the family. and Stuff was building up inside me that, that Jaden doesn't know about. I was just getting really frustrated and I want to spend some time with him but I can't emotionally free myself up and and so it was just building up inside and I was getting deeply frustrated and and I was holding it all in but my patience was really really thin and as soon as he handed me the wrong pair and I said do you have any others he said no I just took them and whipped them into the car they broke a little bit they were already broke shattered and I just walked away I don't know maybe he's probably never seen me do it that dramatically I just ticked now, in psychology, they, they call that displacement. They, you're taking your frustration and you're displacing it on somebody else. That's not all theirs. You're overreacting. In common terms, leadership, they'll just call it kicking the dog. That, that's when you take something down line. That, that, it's, I knew what I did. He, he, did. he didn't deserve that. I'd love to be a perfect dad. I'm just not. But I got all my own stuff. Spirit of God starts messing with me. Is that really how we're going to do things, son? Now you, you know what I'm talking about. It's so annoying. Okay. So I, I have to apologize to my son. I got to tell him you didn't deserve that. I, that's my frustration, not yours. You know, the one little thing he had to own is his, but all, most of that's just mine. By the way, is there anything you need to own from 2020? You've been putting something on your spouse that's really yours to own. You've been dumping your frustration on a coworker that's yours, on a boss that's yours, on an employee that's yours, on your church that's yours, on a neighbor and it's yours, on God, but it's yours. Own your own frustration. By the way, when we went out to, the, to shoot, I, I, I told him, I said, I love you, son, you're good, but I know that you're not going to hit with that little thing. I, I know you can't do that once, and I was right. He couldn't, he couldn't do it once. He he did it twice. I was just, I love him, but he annoys me. He annoys me. He's, he's good at it. I, I couldn't do that. And well, good for him. He hit the silly thing twice. We had a great time. But you only have a good time if you own your stuff because that's what allows you to be honestly, relationally connected. Well, before I go on, anything you need to apologize for, you ask God. Talk to him about it later. It's a lesson from 2020, and it kind of leans in to the next lesson. Take more walks. It's the speed of relationships. We are reading it together. Read it with me. Take more walks. It's the speed of relationships. That's lesson number four from 2020. I don't know what played out for you in COVID. This is just a brief thought. You already get it by me saying it. But few relationships build a high gear. They don't build fast. If there's anything good that came out of COVID, one of the good things is this. We had to slow down. Marsha and I took more walks in COVID than any other season of our life. Jaden went with us on many occasions. 
Jake would come up from downtown and join us at times. You know, maybe God's taught you that during COVID, one of the good lessons is that relationships work best. They're rich when you slow down. Maybe when this COVID things, thing ends and vaccines come back and or come in play and something semi-normal comes back, maybe there are some things you don't return to in order to protect relationships. Maybe just take more walks. Maybe God's going to ask you to protect some things that he's already shown you. Number five, with increased pressure, increase your reliance on God. With increased pressure, say it with me, with increased pressure, increase your reliance on God. Oh my, this, this captivated me as I sat and reflected looking at James chapter one and wondering how these pillars of faith were going to teach us something, pillars of the church. And, and, and James is writing and he needs no more pressure to mature, apparently, apparently. If the pillar of the church needed it, like Paul, Paul was a pillar of the church. Did he need more pressure? Apparently, look what he says in Corinthians. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Look how he goes on. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But this happened. But this happened. My trial, my endurance happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but rely on God. That we might not rely on ourselves, but rely on God. God was forming something in someone who was already a pillar of the church, Paul. And he said, Paul, I want your reliance to go deeper. Huh. Isn't that cool? I mean, does Paul really need greater reliance? Apparently. Huh. What, what if God has been using 2020 with all of its increased pressure to increase your reliance on him? Hmm. Maybe we keep praying for relief. And God keeps calling us to reliance. I think that's a little bit of what the next thought means. Let's jump to number six. None of us see the future, so pray for wisdom. None of you say it with me, read it with me. None of us see the future, so pray for wisdom. Pray for wisdom. Look, look, let's go right back to the scripture. We've already looked at it. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. When James wrote, he said, you're going to need wisdom. COVID is a reminder that none of us see the future. None of us control it. None of us know what's coming. That happened for Joshua in the Old Testament. The one to whom God said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. And when God gave him momentum, when it was clear that God was giving them victory over their enemies, one of the enemies, the Gibeonites, realized that they were going to be destroyed. And they faked. They did a ruse. They tricked Joshua. They, they set up their clothes to be tattered and looked worn like they'd traveled for months. And they, they set up their, their, the equivalent of their canteens to be cracked and old and their bread to be moldy. And, and then they came to Joshua and said, we're from a long way off. Make a treaty with us to put us at peace with you. And here's what the scripture says from Joshua. The Israelites sampled their provisions, but did not inquire of the Lord. Sampled their provisions, but did not inquire of the Lord. Do you understand that? Here's what it means. It means they put their mind in play and they evaluated it with their mind, but never engaged the wisdom of God. They never prayed. 
And because they didn't pray, they set an alliance with an enemy and cost themselves greatly. And maybe, maybe the lesson coming out of 2020 is that of all the things we need to do when we become aware of the fact that we don't have wisdom for the future, is that we need to pray. Church, maybe all the breakthroughs and the circumstances you're hoping God will give you in 2021 has nothing to do with your circumstances changing. It has to do with your disposition before God and reliance on him. Maybe prayer does not bring the breakthrough. Maybe prayer is the breakthrough. Entering into the presence of God, getting the perspective of God, getting the mind of God, falling in love with Jesus, and joining the things that are truly of his kingdom. Maybe 2020 has cost you something of your faith momentum. And this is the month God will bring that all back. Correct drift. Do something transforming in you. Maybe you're listening in and you jumped in over the Christmas Eve season and you're spiritually unresolved and you're wondering, could this be true? Because you keep asking God for comfort and he's inviting you into a relationship. What if 2021 is how and when God begins to bring something of an awakening at a whole new level. I don't know that he authored COVID or allowed it. I don't know which, but I know that he's using it. So I want to pray that he uses it in your life. Bow your heads with me wherever you are. Father in heaven, I pray first for each individual who would engage this prayer and say, God, I need to learn some lessons from 2020. And right now, Lord, you would just apply the one they need. They probably don't need all six, but they probably need one of these or a new lesson that your Holy Spirit would speak to them. Maybe there needs to be a correcting of drift. Maybe there needs to be new reliance upon you. Maybe, God, in this 21 days of prayer, you would give us a breakthrough like no other season. And we've been waiting, longing, seeking. Granted, I pray. I pray over our nation, God. And we long to have uh, just absolute integrity in things like our election. And, 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 and God, we got complexity here in our own state. And, and, and God, we, we, we need your help in our country to be drawn back to you and to surrender to you and embrace your values. Things are clearly broken, God. They're clearly broken in our nation. We need help in this election, oh God. We know things that, that, that weigh on your heart, unborn babies and the, and the concerns and, and, and the weights for their lives and God, all this stuff that feels like it's just all caught up in political complexity. And yeah, God, would you just help us see your hand and your heart in all this? And would you guide us? Would you bring a nation back to you? And would you help those of us who know you to walk so humbly with you to put Christ first ahead of the things that we get caught up in the political arena? And then, God, would you help us as a church? We often pray for comfort when, in fact, you're using discomfort to bring a world to you. So would you increase our reliance while we beg for relief? Maybe, God, you would call us to reliance. So pour your spirit out on your church. And for those who feel 
the weight of specific prayers more deeply and they offer them up to you. Be the kind, merciful, loving, giving, prayer answering God we know you to be. We love you, Lord. Teach us how to walk out of 2020 and into 2021. Fully dependent on you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again for spending time with us today. A special thanks to those of you who generously give through 12 Stone. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. And if you want to learn more about 12 Stone, make sure you follow us on social at 12 Stone Church and check out a location or a watch party near you. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you could subscribe, share it with your friends, hit the share button, or even take a screenshot and throw it in your social stories. And make sure to tag 12 Stone Church. Let it be a blessing to somebody else. Thank you again, and we'll catch you on the next one.